This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, January 26th, brought to you by Robble AgriFinance. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. SWP allocations out today. Dolly bill to boost sites. China's ag investments to get scrutiny and FDA food official on the way out. DWR to update water allocations today. The Department of Water Resources will revise allocations today for irrigation districts and other contractors dependent on the state water project. Remember, DWR set the initial allocation at just 5% in early December. That before a series of storms radically flipped the state's water situation. DWR Director Carla Nemeth warned that we have to be prepared for all possible outcomes and called it the dawn of a new era for water conservation. But farmers are optimistic for a large bump in deliveries that following three dry years. Lake Shasta has been nearing its storage level for an average year at this time, while Lake Oroville has surpassed that mark. Reservoirs will continue to fill in the months ahead with the snowpack now 218% of normal for this date at 127% of its average April peak. And another, though smaller, atmospheric river will roll into California coming next Friday. The state has about two more months to go for the wet season. Flooding cost. Moody's estimates the total economic losses from the recent flooding will add up to five to seven billion dollars. Initial estimates had put the damage in the range of one billion. Dolly aims to get sites approved with new bill. The legislature Senate Republicans yesterday announced their priorities for the session. Senator Brian Dolly of Bieber, who has Lakes Folsom, Oroville, and Shasta in his district, often pushes for more water storage. At a press conference at the Capitol, he argued California is in a constant crisis with climate change because the majority party doesn't really do anything to fix it. He vowed to bring legislation forward to streamline the process for approving sites reservoir, but did not offer any details. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak West after this. When you work with Robo AgriFinance, you get the global knowledge and financial strength of one of the world's largest and most innovative food and ag lenders, tools essential to realizing your aspirations. Discover how an unmatched network of local and sector experts can help you confront agriculture's challenges and seize the opportunities that lie ahead. Learn more and contact us at www.roboag.com. Creating value, connecting vision. Robo AgriFinance. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak West. FDA food safety official resigns, citing leadership vacuum. FDA's top food safety official has stepped down on the eve of an expected announcement from the agency on the direction of its food safety program. Frank Yannis, who served the last four years as FDA Deputy Commissioner for Food Policy and Response, is endorsing the idea of appointing a single top executive to oversee food and feed regulation. 
In a letter to FDA Commissioner Robert Califiana said FDA would operate more effectively and be better able to protect the American public from foodborne illness with the creation of a more integrated operating structure and a fully empowered and experienced Deputy Commissioner of Foods with direct oversight of those centers and offices responsible for human and animal foods. By the way, Yama says he told Califf he was concerned about the agency's decentralized structure in February 22, about the time that Yama says he first learned of incidents of contamination in infant formula. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. FDA steering clear of enforcement to create food safety culture. Government enforcement is not the best way to create an effective food safety culture, an FDA official said on a webinar yesterday co-sponsored by FDA and Stop Foodborne Illness. We are on our journey where we're learning how best to foster food safety culture. And is enforcement the best way to do that? I'm not sure about that, said Conrad Schwanier, who is helping to implement FDA's new era of smarter food safety initiative. Schwanier said targeted, tailored training is needed so company employees actually learn how to ensure safe food production. China committee member cites food security concerns. A special new House committee is going to put a focus on China's investments in agriculture land around the world. South Dakota Representative Dusty Johnson, a Republican member of the Select Committee on China, says Chinese investment in U.S. farmland and ag processing isn't the only concern. It's also major Chinese investments in Africa and other regions. Johnson told reporters, quote, I think we want to assess What is the motivation of the Chinese Communist Party? What kind of power, influence, and impact do they gain by these foreign purchases and try to decide whether or not that serves American interests? I suspect that it does not. Johnson noted that Russia has influence in Europe that it wouldn't have except for its control of European energy supplies. He said, I would not want the Chinese Communist Party to have that kind of control over the global food supply. Now take note, a leading congressional critic of Chinese ag investment, Representative Dan Newhouse of Washington, is also a member of that new committee. House Ag eyes California and Texas for listening sessions. The Senate and House Ag Committee starting to set plans for their first Farm Bill hearings. Senate Ag Committee has announced a series of four hearings starting next Wednesday. That hearing will be on trade and horticulture titles. The second hearing on February 9th would cover commodity programs, conservation, and credit programs. The House Ag Committee hasn't announced any events yet, but Chairman Glenn Thompson tells AgriPulse the committee is planning to a listing session at the World Ag Expo. That will be held February 14th through 16th in Tulare, California. Thompson expects to hold a second listening session in Texas. Bipartisan bill would overhaul trucking regulations. Dusty Johnson has joined a senior Democrat on the Ag Committee, California's Jim Costa, to introduce a bill aimed at easing truck driver shortages and other trucking issues. 
They hope their safer highways and increased performance for Interstate Trucking Act will reduce trucking bottlenecks by allowing vehicle waivers during disease and supply chain emergencies, streamlining the CDL process, and expanding trucker access to parking and rest facilities. Produce Advisory Committee gets new leadership. Kay Schwartz-Renzel will lead the Fruit and Vegetable Industry Advisory Committee, which provides input to USDA on a wide variety of produce issues, including food safety and crop insurance. At an organizational meeting Wednesday, 24 members of the FVIAC elected Renzel as the chair. She is based in Pennsylvania and manages the National Peach Council, the U.S. Sweet Potato Council, Southeastern Food Processors Association, and American Sweet Potato Marketing Institute. Reggie Marshall, president of the Tennessee Fruit and Vegetable Association and owner of Reggie's Vegetables in Nashville, elected vice chair. Angel Santiago, CEO of the Puerto Rico-based Caribbean Produce Exchange, was elected secretary. Ken Peterson, an Agriculture Marketing Services Associate Deputy Administrator, told the committee AMS has focused on reinvigorating our market news services, including collection of information through its organic data initiative. Finally, here's today's He Said It. My fervent hope is that American consumers, especially mothers and fathers of infants, never again have to face this type of preventable situation. That Frank Yannis in his registration letter to FDA Commissioner Robert Callow referring to the acute infant formula shortages that occurred last year. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Thursday, January 26th. Brought to you by Robble AgriFinance. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.